This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome in to Inside Carolina's Noon Dish, sponsored by Johnny T-Shirt and johnnytshirt.com. One of the hosts, Tommy Ashley, that's the main host, the main man, Don Callahan, recruiting legend for Inside Carolina. Um, we have no Phillies shirt on today. No, uh, still got that gritty picture. Oh, it is Philly baseball. Well, Philly. that's even worse than the Flyers. Don Callahan, what are we going to talk about <laughs> today, my friend? Uh, I guess, um, you know, the weather. I, uh, it's pretty outside. And, and Is it? I haven't, so I haven't been out are, yet. Well, you can look out your window to your left. There. Well, yeah, See? but I mean, I think that's only half of the grade there. The other half is how it feels. Have you been out yeah. today? I have. So if you were, if you watched the post game show last night, I was pretty sick. Still am. Went out and got me. You sound better. I sound better. Got some Vicks vapor rub. Got some boogie wipes. Have you ever seen these before? No. Saline Kleenexes, um, which okay. helps because my nose is really yeah. bad. Yeah. All right. And uh, got me a little glass of water and some Halls cough drops. So a lot better today, but still not. Carolina has availability this afternoon with the transfers, and uh, I was looking forward to going that, but I'm not going to expose anybody to what I'm putting out. So uh, Adam and Jeremiah and Evan can all handle that this afternoon. Down a big – well, first of all, do we have a chat MVP from last week or two weeks yeah, ago? Yeah, so I was trying to double-check. I have something written down, and so let's see. Let me double-check here. I I, I have a uh, – yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yancey Collins was our MVP. I wanted to double-check it was that last week. So uh, this podcast, this uh, stream is dedicated to Yancey Collins. Is Yancey in here? I don't see Not a ton of people least. in here. It's amazing how when things go sideways in a sport, how the, the crowd fluctuates. We've had pretty good crowds here on the new dish. Of course, we've had guests. We had Patrick Sutis a couple of weeks ago. We've had other guests. And, you know, Wednesdays, building that clientele, um, 
But if things go sideways, people tend to drift off, and I don't blame them. I do the same. It becomes less interesting. But I think we've got an interesting show here. Top five before we get into it. We're doing top five people you'd like to have lunch with. Living or dead cannot be family. Is that fair? Yeah, I think that's a good one. That's a good one. That was Tommy's idea, and Tommy doesn't have a lot of great ideas. Let's let's just be honest here. But uh, I think uh, that was a good one. So if you're in the chat here, shout out to the people that have joined us. Top five people you'd like to have lunch with, living or dead, non-family. We need your list in the chat. And if my screen goes black, it's because I'm blowing my nose. I figure folks don't want to see that. So, Don, if you see me disappear <laughs> on the screen, I need you to carry the show while I handle Well, now I'm really worried because we had <laughs> semi uh, – I didn't really have computer problems. I had my VPN was on before we logged on, and then when I turned it off, I, I don't think it ever actually turned off, and that can cause some problems with the video stuff. Well, what but, happens if I do this? Hold on a second. I don't think I've ever done it. Hopefully I don't mess this up. Okay, that doesn't look like your block. It just has like a little icon. Okay. So that works. Yeah, so I can do that if I need to blow my nose. Okay, all right. I'll make sure I mute myself. Let's get into it. North Carolina hosted Duke in basketball, a big win for the Tar Heels on the basketball court. But, Don, also an equally big weekend for North Carolina football recruiting. Duke Carolina is always a hot ticket, and it's always a good weekend to a good game to get football recruits in the building and on campus sort of break it down a little bit. You've been knocking out the scoops left and right over the past couple of weeks, but that weekend, that game, that Saturday, a lot of uh, big-time guys on campus and a lot of big-time news. Yeah, so let me give a little, like I guess, uh, look behind the scenes a little bit here. My initial plan, well, as Tommy disappears, my initial plan was to just kind of do a recruiting updates following the visit weekend sort of thing like I had done when North Carolina had had recruits on campus for the the basketball game against Syracuse back in January and then I'm talking to you know I, I talked to most most of the guys who visited on Saturday I mean I, I talked to all but I think two of them uh, minus the commits and after the first couple I started to realize that the feedback I was getting from just the experience overall, forgetting about their recruiting updates and everything, um, from the experience at the basketball game, the experience on Franklin Street, it just was completely different. And let, let's be honest, for those who are following recruiting closely for a long time, you, you know how these visit interviews typically go. The campus was great. The students were great. The fans were great. The coaches were great. That sort of thing. And it happens for every single time. Um, so, I mean, there's, you know, it's very rare on the record for someone to say anything bad about a visit and every aspect is good. But this, this seemed like it was just, it was an, on a different level. It was very genuine. They were telling me stories about what they witnessed, you know, on, you know, on the court. It wasn't just the fans were great. It was, it was awesome because, you know, the fans were into it. They were into every possession. They were into every turnover. They were into, you know, we were, we were staying the whole time. And then there were some great uh, stories that came from, um, you know, the Franklin Street stuff that happened afterwards. Not everybody stayed for for the, that celebration because I think, I don't know what um, rules-wise the coaching staff is allowed to do with that. 
So I think what ended up happening is, and typically what happens for a basketball game, that's kind of the end of the visit itinerary. And so guys can kind of do what they want. And I'm sure some of them might have been encouraged to, hey, check out Franklin Street sort of thing. But some, some of the players end up leaving, but a lot of them end up staying. And the stories were great. You know, and so so anyway, going back to my initial point with all this, instead of just doing a recruiting update with all of those recruits who are visiting, I end up doing two two weekly scoops and doing one just dedicated on the reaction, which I don't like to do because I don't think it gives you a lot of information, but it was just it was unique and there were a lot of great stories and I think a lot of the fans liked it. Um so um, I think it ended up being the right right decision. And so that was, we posted that Monday. And then Tuesday, we came through with updates on really nearly everybody who was on campus on Saturday. Of course, you know, the one or two guys I missed, those are the ones that I get criticized for. But I mean, you know, of, of those who visited, we had updates on, detailed updates on each of them. Mo- and, and updates from the recruits directly themselves. Yeah, so so just sort of set the scene a little bit. Obviously, you talked about the Franklin Street aspect of it, and that was certainly on fire after the ball game. But the day, what is the day like on these type deals, um, specifically the Duke basketball game? And I, I, where is this weekend with a home Duke game? Where does that fit on the level of importance for Carolina football recruiting? So I don't, I don't know if I want to use the word importance, but it definitely can be impactful as we've, as we kind of saw from all of the responses, not just from just the environment and the atmosphere from Saturday, but if just on the impact of recruitments, I don't want to go in too much detail. I mean, if there's a specific recruit that you're, you're talking about, um, you know, or you want to talk about, I'm, I'm cool with that. But there was a lot of guys who were saying, you know, now North Carolina is here. You know, now North Carolina is my leader. Now North Carolina is my top five, those sort of things. Um, but to answer your, your, your question, you know, they arrived around noonish, some a little bit earlier, some a little bit later. Um, and there were some, you know, other obligations like um, Bryce Baker. And I think a couple other guys had basketball practice that morning and, and had to, uh, and didn't arrive until later that afternoon. But, you know, there's a lot of um, meetings with the coaches, you know, hanging out with the coaches. Um, the last photo shoot, that's something that I don't think we've been able to kind of lay out. You know, um, you know, the NCAA passed that rule that, you know, really, I think on official visits, it's still allowed, but unofficial visits, this past weekend was the final weekend where photo shoots are allowed. So they're able to do that. And then, um, you know, there were some, um, you know, they're hanging out in the new players lounge, which have you, you've seen that, right? Yeah. 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 So, you know, it's it's nice. I could could certainly hang out there on the regular. Yeah. I mean, you and I could probably hang out there for the entire day and not get bored. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would totally have to wear out some of the boys on video games and all, (laughs) and then go outside and shoot some basketball grill. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's a nice facility. Cornhole, everything. You can imagine. And then if you are old like Tommy and need that afternoon nap, I mean, they have that, the, the, the sleep pods, which is. I really, you know, if I went up there today. You go to the the sleep pods. I would ask. I'd be like, look, man, I I don't feel well. Can I get the sleep (laughs) pod just to try it out? But yeah, it, it, they've done it right. 
that's for sure. And, yeah. Uh, you know, it goes into the to the financials we were talking about with with Greg on, on, earlier in the week. But yes, they they have spared very little expense in that football facility now. And you're right, it, it is. I could live there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have a bathroom and I think there might be a shower and definitely the food. And, and yeah. look, we're grown, we're grown people with homes and all, yeah. uh, and, and, and life experiences. I'd still live there. You know, these are young kids that <laughs> yeah. come in and got big TVs, multiple TV setups. Yeah. So yeah, it's a very cool deal. So, so it's not, and I want to clarify this for people and we're not going to, you know, still done scoop off the, the premium message boards. But as far as the process on this day, it's not just show up and go to the basketball game. No, 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 no. The, the, the goal, if, if, you know, the goal is they bring them in, you know, they made a big, you know, you can kind of see some pictures on social media. They made, made a big sort of blue carpet sort of situation for them when they arrived, made them feel special hung out with the coaches, uh, the key there. And I think Pat talked about it a little bit during our prior podcast is this isn't a group of 50 to a hundred recruits. This is a, this is, you know, a dozen and that's by design. That's not because North Carolina couldn't get kids to come to North Carolina. For, but um, I mean, it's actually the opposite because, you know, the, you know, for, for North Carolina. And, and I think this is understandable. Unlike other schools, getting basketball tickets for the football staff, they don't get as much as other schools get from their basketball staffs for obvious reasons. UNC Duke basketball game, they get even far less. I don't know the exact numbers. So um, they have to be very selective with who they brought in. Everybody they brought in had um, scholarship offers from North Carolina. And as I mentioned, it's a select group so that the coaching staff can kind of spend time with them. And even if it's, you know, they had three wide receivers, you know, Galloway, Lonnie Galloway, the wide receivers coach hung out with those three wide receivers and was essentially telling them, Hey, we want you three to be our guy sort of thing. And so, um, and then you have guys purposely, you know, Bryce Baker's there, you know, UNC's four-star quarterback commitment. So obviously he's, and he's taking a, he's, you know, there's a difference between saying, Hey, I'm going to recruit and just maybe send a couple text messages here and there, but he's taken a very active role in recruiting. Um, and so, so he was there. So, so yeah, so it's, um, you know, all the guys who were there were, were top recruits for North Carolina. When you, you mentioned Baker and quarterback recruiting or the quarterback recruit in a particular class and their ability to, to recruit. A lot of people talk about, well, you know, Joe wide receiver comes to Carolina because they had Drake May and Sam Howe and all that. Those guys are gone. How yeah. important it is is it to have that um, bellwether four-star recruit quarterback already committed and doing that for you in a class in general? Yeah, so I think it just – I think more than anything, it helps in the fact that Baker is so active in recruiting. You know, Drake May was very active in recruiting also. And if you look at the class that he was a part of, that 2021 class – you know, um, that was one of North Carolina's better classes in, in recent, um, you know, in, in, in recently. So, um, you know, and that's probably the impact. And, it, and it, the other thing that really helps is like, you know, talking to, you know, Bryce Davis and then Snook Peterkin. Uh, those guys know, uh, ba- know Baker and have played basketball with him, have, have been at different events w- with him. So I think 
that helps out even more. But it's it certainly if you're a wide receiver like Snook Peterkin, like Evan Haynes, who is a, a, a wide receiver from Georgia, who's the there was a third wide receiver that now, now I'm going blank on. Uh, oh, Malik Clark from um, Rock Hill, South Carolina. It it helps certainly. I mean, you look at a a, a four star guy, um, and you develop a relationship with him, and it certainly you know helps North Carolina. I mean, they're they're not picking. I mean, everywhere is going to be almost every school is going to sign a top ranked quarterback. That's just how the rankings kind of are. I mean, all the rank all the quarterbacks for the most part are ranked pretty high, um, but you know, a kid who is so personable, who is so likable, who, um, you know, it recruits from North Carolina, but is not pushy about it. You know, I, I think that that's just going to, uh, and a kid that you know from, you know, middle school or whatever it is, I think it's only going to help. Yeah, friendships and all that stuff. Package deals, not so much, but it is good to have guys that know each other. And of course, you know, I want to know who I'm catching passes from and, and, you know, it helps that you have a four-star guy, but it's an interesting take there. Don, anything else from the weekend that sort of surprised you? I know you've got scoop up on um, some big names. You mentioned guys or have put Carolina in the in their list there. Anything that you can share with folks that would lead them to want to join Inside Carolina Premium if they are not? To see yeah, I think the main about. thing is we have some updates on two top with the top 75 edge rushers in the nation one i posted today bryce davis four-star guy from greensboro um and then the other one is london Merritt, four-star guy he's from atlanta but just transferred to img academy which is in bradenton florida those are two guys that you know a month ago maybe a little bit more unc was completely out of the race and now both of them said North Carolina is one of their favorites and they both have, you know, just how we got to this point and, and how we, you know, we got to the point where North Carolina had kind of fallen off. You know, we kind of lay out those situations in the scoop and then also in the um, full stories with both of those guys. So definitely check that out. And as I mentioned, there, there are recruits who visit this week who said North Carolina is a leader. There's guys who basically hint that, Hey, North Carolina is probably the team to beat. All that stuff's covered in the in the weekly scoop that was posted in, in Tuesday, and, and then I I liked one of the stories that one of the recruits gave me um, on uh, Monday. I mean, I liked a lot of them, but I mean, there was one in particular where even when I read it, I I I still chuckle at it. And when he told me about it initially, I I, I laughed my ass off. So is this the uh, is this the um, unfortunate? <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, evacuating yeah. of one's stomach contents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. we'll we'll leave it at that. Um, yeah. If if folks want to read about that, it was not a recruit, and it was uh no, it was not. It was, a it was a recruit <laughs> observed it. A um, hey, college man, college is a big thing. Let me back up for a second because I think this is a relevant point too, and I wanted to ask you this. You mentioned it being a smaller group. Mm -hmm. and the importance of it being a smaller group because they can spend quality time with each and every recruit and show them the love, for lack of a better way of putting it. That's the goal, right? That's the goal. When you have so many on campus, it's hard to keep everybody happy with attention and all that. But when they do these smaller groups, 
I mean, you see pictures with Mac with everybody and and all that. Is it much? Is much more focused recruiting? Is that better? You, you know, where's the line there? Blanket recruiting versus focused recruiting. If that makes so, sense. So, I mean, I think it's with recruiting. I think there are there's there's not a one size fits all because we're dealing with a lot of different schools that have a lot of different things to sell and needs and limits on who they can recruit and everything. But this is this is basically kind of the Clemson model, you know, the W Sweeney model of not sending out a bunch of scholarship offers. If you look, you know, you, you go look on Inside Carolina's recruiting board right now. I mean, it's not like there's a ton of offers sent out. Now, now North Carolina probably North Carolina definitely offers more kids than than Clemson does, but they do a good job of kind of reeling that in, being like, okay, we sent this offer out to this national recruit in Atlanta. He hasn't really given us a whole lot of attention, so let's not waste our time here. So there's a little bit of that going on still. But uh, as far as having visit weekends that are impactful, not these cattle calls and having everybody come through. And it's not that North Carolina, you know, won't, you know, has their doors shut to anybody because they do have those sort of weekends where, you know, the buses come through from, you know, some school that hasn't had a recruit in a long time. Um, Those definitely happen. But the I think that this is probably the right approach. And the key there is to make sure you're doing your, your your due diligence in identifying who you want and who you realistically have a shot to get. And there's a little bit of a gamble involved with some of that stuff. There was a gamble in bringing Bryce Davis in. And when I mean my gamble is wasting that, that opportunity, you know, wasting that, that ticket on a kid who you might not be able to get. And it paid off. And there have been guys in the past who, you know, we have certainly questioned, why they would bring them in or are they just coming in for a visit so that they they can go to the UNC Duke basketball game. And I'm sure that there were guys who just purely did that. And there were guys that didn't work out with but there were also guys like Zion Ferguson, who was committed to LSU that, you know, I even questioned. And I still think it's a, it's a relevant question just because it worked out. Doesn't mean, you know, it's not worth questioning, you know, a, uh, a, uh, Davion bullet, um, Goss, you know, bringing him in, you know, um, was was turned out to be the right move. But, you know, you're bringing a kid from a national high school powerhouse that has a bunch of recruits. Had a, um, Yeah, the school has a bunch of recruits. You know, it's not in, you know, it's outside of the traditional recruiting footprint. Is he just coming up just to get the ticket or not? It, it, it proved to work either way. So, um, so yeah, so, so, so figuring that out and because you're going to be wrong too. And we can always go through the, the, the misses. Um, although I'm, I'm not sure uh, those in the Keenan football center would like that, but I'd be interested to know. Well, you can go back as far as you want to don't yeah. it, give me a guy that came just for the ticket. Yeah. I mean, there were guys, I think I, I do remember, and this was towards the latter portion of his tenure. You know, I think some of Fedora's, decisions on who to bring in for those games there were guys that clearly were only coming for the for the ticket and they they didn't work out that would probably be a little bit of a of a research project the other thing to remember is that so this february dead period you know typically this game falls in february right well it fell in february this year um and so they installed the february dead period i mean maybe like four or five years ago and so 
UNC has not been able to use this. I think last year might have been the first time in a while that North Carolina was able to use it. And that was because it fell in March. And also they were able to kind of back it up with the first day of spring practice, which worked out perfectly for um, the football staff because they were able to get guys to spend the night, which is always a huge bonus and then come to the practice the next day. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, there definitely have been situations where you guys definitely just came for the ticket. Yeah. I'm just here for the ticket. Uh, we, I remember hearing about that all the time back in the day. Uh, yeah. But yeah, more selective is certainly better. The other, the other thing I want to, and I probably let me um, pull up the actual. I see a question in the chat too. I'm gonna get those after the break though. Yeah. Um. Was it? I'm trying. Oh, half. So they had what? Sixteen. If you take away the commits, the UNC commits, North Carolina had sixteen visitors during the the game last year. Now this was a full weekend where they had, like I was mentioning, that following Sunday was the first day of spring practice, so it was a little bit more involved. Half of those ended up signing or committing to North Carolina, which is pretty significant. So 16 uncommitted prospects. 16 uncommitted, year, eight of them of, end up committing to North Carolina at some point. And, and very significant. And Carolina lost that basketball game too. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that, And that's a thing too that we didn't even really touch on. I mean, I think it still would have had the impact, but had the basketball team lost, which obviously the football staff has no control over, then – you know, there's no celebration on Franklin Street. The I'm sure the atmosphere would still be really good, but um, it would not be the same. No. So, how much of that is you know the the luck of the draw? You know, I don't know. Yeah, you know, it's so hard to quantify. Yep, and it is certainly a science. Of course, Pat Sutter and his crowd, they have to figure it out. They have to map it out. They do it every time. Let me talk about Johnny T-shirt. Johnny T-shirt.com. I think Don, you ought to do this read at some point. Oh boy, why? Because you need to show your love for the sponsors of Johnny T-shirts. I do. So if I'm buying, if I'm buying UNC gear, I go to Franklin Street and I go to Johnny T-shirt. And this yeah. is well, we've been sponsored by Johnny T-shirt for a long time, but um, you know, it was a few Christmases ago. My daughter wanted some college shirts. I guess that was like a thing. So of course, I went down to Johnny T-shirt, picked up five UNC shirts, yeah. put them underneath the Christmas tree. If if. I don't need you to wear UNC shirts here, but I would like you to wear an Inside Carolina shirt on this podcast one time. But anyway. Well, we have plenty of Inside Carolina. <laughs> Johnny T-shirt on East Franklin Street, johnnytshirt.com. From any computer, handheld device, anything you can get on the internet with, you can order whatever you need. A Johnny T-shirt deliver it straight to your house, both with great customer service, great attention to detail, and your 10% off. If you're a Don Callahan aficionado and you have inside carolina premium you get 10 percent off your johnny t-shirt orders let national guys pay the bills it's the new dish introducing the two-way v4 where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance with fuel cell each step feels explosive delivering unparalleled energy return paired with fresh foam experience maximum comfort throughout the game it's lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition the two-way v4 gives you the tools to play at a high level learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, 
you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, Don, we're back. It's a new dish. So I mentioned Johnny T-shirt. This back half of the show will be sponsored by Congruity. Let me ask you a question. Aaron Nichols in the chat says, have we, as in North Carolina, backed off David Sanders? Hadn't heard much about him lately. David Sanders is one of those very national recruits you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't say North Carolina backed off of him. I think that you know he's um he's a true he's his recruitment is truly national and um they you know, they have taken a very methodical approach to the process. So I think looking at where he where he visits and how frequently I think tells you a lot more than than normal. And yeah, I mean, I think North Carolina is not in the top tier in this recruitment. I mean, this is a kid who I think wants to go to a program a, that I guess the term we would use now is a playoff school, a, a, a regular playoff school, you know, but really it's the, the playoff went back when it was only four teams. I mean, that that's those are the schools he's kind of focusing in on, uh, you know, maybe North Carolina gets another visit. And that would be nice, but I, you know, yeah, I don't know. I think, I don't know how much effort was put in to try to get him to visit this weekend. I'm sure there was at least some sort of discussion, but yeah, I don't think it's a great sign that you can't lure him there for, for this game. Uh, you're supposed to keep talking when I'm trying to. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't even, I'm not even paying attention. I know, really. I, I feel it. Uh, look, folks, top five. We've only got one top five submission, Preston. Greensboro has put his top five in the chat. Top five people, living or dead, you'd like to have lunch with. Can't be family, though, because I know mine would be loaded up with family that I never got to meet. So, anyway, top five, yeah, living or dead. The, and the um, chat MVP, Yancey Collins. Yancey, if you're here, come yeah, get your Don a, Callahan yeah. personal welcome to the chat. Uh, yeah, at least give us a hello if you're here. I don't think he's here, but. He's usually pretty active. We've got the regulars in here as well. Don, looking forward, you mentioned the dead period, February. Looking forward on the recruiting timeline here. I guess if we're talking 25 guys, this is their junior, I guess their junior spring. When should we start to see some movement on commits? Well, I mean, they have what? Is it is it four or five now? Um so we've already seen a, a, a little bit of uh, movement already for the 25 class. And if you consider that this won't be yeah, five commits right now, and if you consider this won't be, or at least right now, it doesn't project to be as large of a class as the prior class. 
you know, then we're probably, I don't know, we're maybe a fourth of the way done already. But I think really, um, really what, just to kind of lay out for those who don't follow recruiting closely, this time, well, we're in the dead period now. This goes all the way until the beginning of March. And then March, April, and May, that's when there's additional visits, a lot of for, for spring practices, spring games, or just, you know, maybe an academic visit where you spend the whole day and it's very individualized for you. And those visits and the prior visits kind of dictate what happens in June, which is really when the when most of the movement occurs, because that's when the majority of recruits take their official visits. And so in May, we start to see what the official visit schedules look like. And you'll see a lot of situations where guys will have four or five official visits set up for June. And in most of those situations, they end up only taking, you know, two or three because of their, some of their schools fill up or they make a commitment, a commitment themselves. So June is really the big movement month. If we're talking nitty gritty movement, as far as like where schools are at and, and falling out of recruitments and all that, I think we'll start to see that more and more, you know, after the February dead period. Let me ask you a question. Hypothetical question. Don Callahan is a high four star. Some, some services have you as a five star recruit. Okay. Tell me about your bit, not where you'd visit, but when you would visit. When would you take advantage of your official visits to whatever schools you wanted to go to? When? Would you do it on a big football like? Well, nowadays everything happens. Nowadays, most most stuff happens in June. Right. And if you don't, and if you're not David Sanders, just to use his name since he's here, I mean, David Sanders is probably the the level of recruit who could take his recruitment into the fall and not have any repercussions from that. But I think I would advise most recruits that, Hey, you need to get your visits done so that you can lock your spot in. Now, if, really? if this were, if this were 15 years ago, then yeah, I, I think I would want to go, you know, you know, a big visit weekend sort of thing, you know? Um, I mean, would you, you but would you want to be a part of a big, huge weekend, or would you want to be a part of one of those oh, smaller I wanted, weekends? Yes, I would want a smaller, yeah, smaller experience for sure. So, like individualized, I wouldn't have to worry about whether I'm going to get time with the coaches. If I can get all my questions answered, that sort of thing. So, somebody uh, had a relative that coached pretty high level football in North Carolina. They had players and. They would go to every Alabama game they could go to because they were mm-hmm. defensive linemen. They would go to to that, um, and they use that ultimately as their official visits. But now you're saying the main thing is earlier in June and whatnot. And yeah, talk for a minute because I got to blow my nose. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, there was a time where you know official visits took place during the season. Really, there was a time when official visits after the season were pretty big. You know, January was a time that, uh, you know, where decision, you know, speaking of which, this is all the elephant in the room here is, and we haven't even touched on it. And we're on a recruiting show and we're 37 minutes in today is national signing day. I've been waiting for you to do it, man. It's your job to talk about it, but is it, is this a big deal anymore today? Not for a school in North Carolina's position. 
to where you have your you've had your class locked in, you know, for really all but one were locked in since the end of you know mid July. And then still, all of them were signed. I still think that increases the bust rate. Yes, I agree. And, I agree. Uh, you see a guy and you know, I guess the transfer portal has sort of corrected that. We've talked about that a lot, but mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen players more so in basketball that never got any better from their sophomore junior year ever. Yeah. And, and yeah. then, but they're committed and they end up at big time schools. It's an yeah. interesting take. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then you take the fact that, you know, we're dealing with high school kids and they, they mature physically and mentally at different points, you know, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it is going to lead to a higher bust rate, but as you mentioned, the transfer portal will kind of correct that to some degree, but yeah, it's, it's unfortunate, especially if, um, you know, something, something happens and you didn't play your junior season, you know, you're really behind the eight ball and the, um, the list of potential, schools that would recruit you it, i mean basically you're not you're probably not going to go to a power five school i'm not saying it's not 100 percent, but you're probably not going to a power five school if you didn't play your junior year which is you know unless unless you had already received some offers beforehand yeah, so it's, it's unfortunate it's crazy you think about guys getting offers as freshmen and sophomores i mean yeah uh, just to recap, the 25 class thus far, Bryce Baker, quarterback, East Forsyth, Trey Blue, Cary High School, big offensive lineman, Logan Farrell, tight end, Camden Laudenslager, <laughs> favorite name of the whole deal, defensive lineman, and Alex Payne, a four-star out of Gainesville, Georgia. That is Carolina's 525 class of 25 commitments thus far. Don, anything left on the recruiting side? Um I found it interesting that you said you didn't think the class would be very big. Um, yeah, yeah, because I just don't think. You know, I'm not. I'm ill prepared um, to dive into this. But I know that when I was looking through the numbers before, um, I felt like it won't be a big class. Yeah, because right now, hold on, this is not right either. Well, why are you doing that? Were you surprised that so many early enrollees this year? I mean, Carolina has, yeah, if you I mean, count the yeah. transfers, like 30 new guys on campus in January. Yeah. That's no, it's – yeah, no, that's – um, that's it's massive. I mean, that was – that shattered the prior record. I mean, obviously, that's the goal. You want those guys on campus as soon as possible. It's just – it's amazing now. It seemed like, at least with this prior class, that if they were able to enroll early, they did. And in some instances, when they didn't enroll early, it was because they were at a private school that wouldn't allow it or, you know, maybe had a sport sort of thing that they wanted to play in the, in the spring. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a huge number, which is crazy. So just real quickly looking, North Carolina is going to lose 20 seniors. And typically, you would just kind of look at that number and be like, okay, that's kind of the floor that we're at. But we also have to, you have to dive, you know, with the transfer portal, you got to dive a little bit deeper into those numbers to see exactly, really, how many starters are are from that. And then, I mean, even once you know how many starters there are, you got to look at the uh, the depth chart behind them, you know, um, and 
if if there aren't kind of players who the staff feels confident that can kind of take the place of those starters, then um, and obviously the portal is going to eat into some of that 20. So, so yeah, so I think um, I do think it's going to be smaller than the, what was it? 20, was it 27 to end up signing on December or um, I think it was 27 and then you had a Juco guy. Well, I think it might have been okay. Yeah, well, it was twenty seven. I think including the JUCO. Okay. Because of we had we were at twenty seven for a while, and then Keenan Jackson flipped, and then they added the uh, the JUCO. So, um, I think it's going to be much closer to twenty. What's an interesting thing on your recruiting board? And if you're watching this, and again, if you have the Inside Carolina Premium, you go to Don's recruiting board, click on breakdown. Yeah, and you, and you see, when you look at it, you look at seniors, juniors, sophomores, freshmen, and then commits. But the list of players, how many more freshmen <laughs> there are compared to everybody else? It's just wild how attrition and all that stuff works. Yeah. Um, and, and then you mentioned that the transfer portal. COVID years are cycling out, I guess. Yeah, so I'm trying to think I, if there's any – there probably are a couple, but I think that there aren't that many "quote unquote" super seniors anymore. Yeah, they're finally starting to cycle out. Uh, we, we will see how that breaks down. I guess. Anyway, North Carolina recruiting Don Callahan's got it covered. The thick of it. Duke weekend was a huge weekend for the football staff, and a great opportunity for those young men to see what North Carolina's campus is all about when it's vibrant and all that good stuff. Don, I want to talk about this top five so bad, but I don't want to cut off the recruiting talk too soon. If, if there's let's see. All right, let's let's. Do we have any more questions? We had the only question I saw today was the uh, was the David Sanders. So question. so let's throw some more. Let's let's get some more questions. Tommy, I would talk a little bit more recruiting. If we don't have any more questions, we move into the top five. Well, I got some top five answers. Top five stuff in here. Just yeah. tease your top five. Give me one person. I can't really tease it because I have this. I, I approach it a very particular way. Bryce Harper. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I know. Eric Lindros. I'm surprised you know who Eric Lindros is. Hey, man. I've been around a little bit, but you know, <laughs> Philly fanatic. Who's your favorite mascot, the fanatic or the gritty? You know, I think I have to go with gritty. And it's so weird considering when he was first born or hatched or whatever, however he came to be. You know, people were like, what the is this? And uh, and now, I mean, I know you won't do it, but he has a tremendous follow on Twitter. Just the goofiest. You know what he looks like to me? What's that? He looks that? like a sweet potato, a peeled sweet potato. Okay. All right. <laughs> is, is that slander? Am I slander and gritty? No, no. I think being goofy looking, especially with what they did with his eyes, is kind of part of the uh, the allure here. You know, but you know, the fanatic is it's tough to top the fanatic, but I think I think gritty definitely does it. So uh who's yeah. better, San Diego chicken or Philly Fanatic? Philly Fanatic. Come on, Easy. man. No, the chicken's famous. I thought isn't the chicken dead? I mean when I haven't I've never seen it, but I've been to San Diego games a couple yeah, times. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Years. If you go to anything anything uh in Philadelphia, fan, fanatic's gonna be there. So, you know. We are what, officially, um, officially off the rails. 
officially. So there's still still no questions, right? No questions. All right, let's go top ten or top five. Top five. Let's get it. I said top five. Living or dead people you'd like to have lunch with. Let me get on my list. I start everybody. Preston Greensboro, a regular. Don, jeez. Preston, we can we can, we can arrange this. Preston, we can set that up. Pete Townsend, Keith Moon. Who is Keith Moon? Music. Uh, I was hoping you would know. Brooke Burke. I know who that is. Hadn't seen her in a while. She used to host one of those travel shows. Um, she's pretty solid, and of course, everybody knows who Raquel Welch is. Sean Crawley, another regular in the chat. Vince Lombardi, Dean Smith, Jack Nicholson, Angie Everhart, Molly McGrath. That that's an interesting uh, selection there. I um, definitely Dean Smith would be cool to do for sure. Vince Lombardi is just football guy. You know that would be like he's just straight football. Jim Holland, Dean Smith, Abraham Lincoln, Winston Churchill, Johnny Carson, and Mother Teresa. It's very okay. interesting. Be interested to see how you navigate the conversations, right? Is like, yeah. do you have, do you have well, you, five separate conversations or do you have... Well, would you have dinner, if you could, are you having dinner with them all at the same time or are you having separate... I feel like I would want to have separate dinners. Well, it depends because I think like on this, for example, with Mr. Hollins, Dean... Abraham Lincoln, Winston Churchill, and maybe Mother Teresa, you could talk about leadership with all of those people. You know what I mean? You could talk about leadership and leading from the front and Mother Teresa and all that. Johnny Carson, I'm not sure where he falls into that, but uh, <laughs> I used to watch Johnny Carson back in the day for sure. That's because you're old. I am. Yeah, I freely did. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so I, I don't know. We didn't specify if it was one-on-one or, or – separately but that's an interesting question bsz says dale earnhardt senior be interesting mlk lincoln george washington nelson mandela and john glenn that is an interesting mix i'm kind of feeling that mix that that would be that would be very interesting i tell you what have you ever watched lincoln the movie uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I think yeah. I have it, um, but I don't think I've watched it. It's pretty interesting. Okay, it's I don't think I watched it. And the more I think about it, the more I don't think I've watched it. I said I was going to start reading more books, and I've gotten more into TVs and stuff. <laughs> top five for BSZ, he added on top of Dale, Her- Dur- Dale Earnhardt, Dean Smith, Ronnie Van Zant, Ric Flair, and Nick Saban. Can I can I confess something that's make, probably gonna make me see, seem weird? Oh boy! <laughs> I watch the Ric Flair documentaries wherever they are. Uh huh. And for some reason, I cried my eyes out. Yeah, no, I I, I don't think that's weird. Um, the one in particular, what, what was it? Was it HBO? I think. Or maybe, so. or maybe it was maybe it was a thirty for thirty. It's whichever. It may have been. It was probably all of them, but for some reason. Well, you feel bad for them. Yeah, I can't. I can't. Yeah. I can't. Oh goodness. Um, we, we needed to be. We needed to be blocked out there. Um, but uh, I, I cried hard watching Rick freaking Flair on there because you do. You feel so bad for. Yeah, him. and I, so I've met him in person. 
I, and I have met him, but it wasn't like, hey, Mr. Flair, how you doing? It was like a bunch of drinking and partying and stuff after oh, really? wrestling. Yeah. So I met him because I think his one of his sons was um, a football player at Providence High School in Charlotte, and he was at a practice. And the thing is, is like, you know, for me, for that in that situation, I, you know, if you didn't know who Ric Flair was, you would never would have known because he doesn't like come in with an entourage. He came by himself. Uh, he was a lot shorter than I expected. He's not flamboyant. He was quiet, uh, but he was great. He was really cool to talk to all that. I mean, he was just um, it was it was so strange. And and that I always think about that moment when I watch these, because clearly he's being this character like all the time, but he's probably more of an introvert. And so you feel bad about, you know, just the kids stuff and all of that. So no, I, I, I can understand that. Watch the woo becoming Rick player on Peacock. That's the one too. Okay. That's also, that's I have not one. seen that one. I've seen so, whatever so you've got the, the 30 one... for 30. You've got the HBO okay. one. And then you've got woo. Well, I'm not going to do it because I probably end up, having to turn my camera off but anyway it, it wore me out i don't get it i do not know why i'm like why am i crying watching yeah this? it's because it, it is sad and and he's one of those guys that you feel like it's never gonna die also well you know what he told a friend of mine way back in the day so you can go to these parties you end up in a hotel with a bunch of craziness going on God, where are you going, Tommy? This is I, look. I've been I'm partying with Rick Flair. I don't know if it was by next choice. thing you're going to tell me about your um, experience with the Kardashians and no, I've never seen them before. But Rick <laughs> Flair said he told a friend of mine this this party's not big enough for the both of us. <laughs> I was like, oh my! I guess that means we probably need to leave, boys. Oh and, my! Uh, it was hilarious. And then I saw him at the Carolina South Carolina football game. Probably in oh eight and uh yeah, we were we were both out of it as well. But interest, interesting guy. Those those documentaries are great and I see Jim telling the story. He uh Yeah. All right. Why don't you put it up there on the My brush with Ric Flair was in the Chicago airport, he was walking out of a restaurant and I said hello and introduced myself. Good dude. Yeah. I mean that you know. Like I said, I mean, he was just very, very, very nice. Not like in your, you know, you never would have known he was there. And really, it was more of like when I was there, a couple of people were saying, oh, did you did you hear Ric Flair's going to be coming by this practice? And then you this, it was almost like a random guy came walking by, but it was Ric Flair. <laughs> also, his ears were huge. I know that they get the cauliflower ear, yeah. but like he doesn't even have, I mean, I guess it's somewhat cauliflower, but it's like, it's like, huge length maybe that's just old age actually because old people do get those like tommy probably has those now i've noticed my ears are getting long <laughs> um, <laughs> it's kind of you know the rule about cauliflower ears right what's that never ever ever talk smack to somebody with cauliflower oh yeah ears. yeah yeah no i know, you I, know I, I watch mma i would uh uh yeah i'm like if you bump into somebody and you turn around and you're like what and you see they have cauliflower ears, you're like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did not mean Anyway, that's hilarious. What's your top five? All right. So my top, I, you know, I, I could have gone like a top 100. Um, so Do it. go, for, go top to bottom. Well, Got so this it. is what, this is, this is what I did. I put them into categories. All right. So my, um, I guess five for me 
Deion Sanders, just because when I was growing up, he was my uh, favorite football player. And he is the only player who I have seen in person who I got a little starstruck about to the point where I made sure I kept a distance because I didn't want to go all fanboy. He was at a camp. This was back before he was a college coach. He was a camp with his sons and I made sure I kind of kept my distance from him. Um, but, um, yeah, I think it would be cool to meet him or have, I, I never, him. I never thought that one Don Callahan would fanboy over Deion. That's the, I mean, that's the only one. And I mean, I've met, you know, I've met plenty. I've known plenty when they were, you know, high school kids. So, you know, but, um, anyway, um, it, and it was, um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. But anyway, all right. But don't so you then, think since you've seen him so much with this Colorado deal, I mean, what would you ask him or talk to him about that you hadn't already heard? Yeah, about? yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, I don't know. I think it'd just be more of like a childhood thing for me, gotcha. you know. Um, so I'm a well, I don't do it so much. I used to be a big on on studying coaches, their backgrounds, that sort of thing, their upbringing and all that. And so the coaches that I always kind of admired from doing all that. So there's my coach category. I would love to have dinners with any of these guys, Vince Lombardi, which I know somebody always already had. I love Vince Lombardi, Bill Belichick. I'm a huge Belichick fan, even though I don't, you know, he didn't get a job this time around. Um, but I think his, his, uh, as a defensive mind is just insane. Joe Paterno, and I know he, he's kind of um, his, uh, his his I guess legacy is a little tarnished from what happened towards the end with uh, Sandusky. Nick Saban also um, would be great, and and these would not be. I mean, there's there's obviously coaches who I think that you can go and like have a beer with and hang out with and have a good time. I don't think any of these coaches fit that that uh, criteria, but I think they'd be cool to have a conversation with on just you know, the way they approach things. Um, Unfil unfiltered, like off the record. Yeah. Where, yeah. And I'll tell you something about Nick Saban is I think Pat McAfee's show, which being retired and at home, it's sometimes on the TV. I think Nick Saban being on there just about every week certainly changed my opinion of him. Really? You, know, you, you see these sound bites with him talking, you know, like, yeah, I really like that. But seeing full interviews with him, he, He's definitely not – he challenges my belief that every elite coach is an asshole. Yeah, but I think there you also have to be an asshole in certain situations. Yeah. I, I mean, but I, I used to firmly believe that every, and the, and the every great thing, coach was a, was a butt. And the same thing with Belichick. You know, how, right. much, how, how big of an asshole is he to the media? Is, you know? uh, in that regard, I, I'd say Greg Popovich would be a great one to talk to. Yeah, I could see that. I'm not a big basketball guy, but I could see that being a um, – he kind of fits in that category. Okay, so you've got Deion Sanders at the top of the list. You've got a couple coaches. Did that's, you just... that's, those are my four. So my, my three are, I guess we're going, uh, we're going Flyers players. Rod Brennamore, who I know is the Hurricanes coach now, was my favorite hockey player growing up. Because, really? Yes. I'm gonna, um, text, I actually, uh, I'm gonna text somebody in the uh, Canes organization and say we need a if yeah if, Rod to talk to so Don. I I I did um who is it someone told me recently that they actually met him 
and he doesn't do photos, but it's in lieu of photos, he'll have a conversation with you. And he actually says that that's what this person told me. I've never met him. I would, I would love to meet him. Um, but, um, he was on, so the flyers traded for him, got him from some St. Louis and early nineties. And he was on some really bad flyers teams, but he played his ass off. And I always admired that about him. And so it, it stunk that when the flyers actually kind of got good, they, um, traded him away, um, to the hurt. Well, to the, I guess it was the whalers at the time. Maybe it was the hurricanes, but anyway, but, um, so Brynmore's on there, Eric Lindros, who you mentioned earlier, I can remember, and, and people who don't follow hockey have no idea what I'm talking about. He was originally drafted by the Quebec Nordiques, didn't want to play there because it wasn't a big market, and sat out the entire season. And just before the draft was going to come up and they were going to lose his, um, his rights, they had to trade him away. They traded him to the Flyers for this huge, massive package with, of players and money and all that sort of stuff. And then also apparently traded him to the Rangers. And so it had to be this hall, this arbitrator had to get involved. And I can remember, because this is before, way, way before the internet, sitting and listening to the radio and hearing that the Flyers won the arbitration deal and got Eric Lindros. And the other flyer is Ron Hextall, who, if even if you don't like hockey and you're bored, look up some Ron Hextall um, highlights. He's, he's now, I think he's the general manager of the Pittsburgh Penguins now, but just an absolute badass as a goaltender. Um, so that's my 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 third category of hockey players, I guess. Interesting take. I, you know, I can't. Now you got me all twisted up because you know I never make a list when I do these. I just yeah. kind of wing it. But you know, I start thinking about athletes I'd want to talk to, and you see them like somebody like Hank Aaron. That would be pretty awesome. To talk about Jackie Robinson, Willie Mays. The, those those would be really interesting, just because of just talking. How the hell did you deal with what you dealt with? Yeah, exactly. But. And that's my point there. But I'd also want to talk to which of the three or have the best personality, you know, and that are going to talk and share. And I don't, I don't know. I haven't followed them enough to be, but to be able to talk to people in that situation, you talk about Abraham Lincoln, people mentioned that is like, what in the world? Would you ask Abraham Lincoln how the play was? This before or after the play happened. I mean, it, that is that is the corniest, <laughs> uh, lowest hanging fruit. I'm sorry. Hey, but hey, Sean, look at Sean Carly always coming through. He even knew the arbitrator for the. I guess it was. He the loves Lindros. you, man. He loves some hockey. He loves you, so he's gonna he's gonna hook you up. I did. I, I had no idea who the arbitrator was. Larry Bertuzzi. No, no idea. Is. But um, I think I got Brenda Moore's autograph at one of the charity golf tournaments back in the day. I so I have his autograph on my wall. Um, I have actually met him. Did you know him? Did he really sign that? I, I guess I don't because they, well, they say 80% of autographs are fake. Yeah. So now I, I did in my um, collection of autographs, I did try to do what I can to make sure that they're real, but who, you never know. I so, are you an autograph guy or a conversation guy? Because I thought that was interesting what you said. One thing that drives me nuts is when I see people want a selfie or whatever. I rather talk to the person. Like if I see a famous person, of yeah. Course you, you, of course, I forget who it was. It, it was some live record I was listening to. Oh, I know who it was. Actually, 
and you're going to laugh, and it was Rob Zombie. He was okay. talking about put your phone down and experience the rock show. Mm-hmm. And he made a great point. He said, record it with your blanking brain like yeah. we used to do. And that's always been my approach is to the try only, to. The only thing, my, my counter to that is you think about, especially with, you know, the ages that we're getting up to. I get, um, you know, those little uh, remember this day 10 years ago on my cell phone. And I'm like, oh, my God, I completely forgot about this. You know, and it's just a picture. And I'm like, and it does take me back. So um, I can see both sides. I think I would, you know, I don't know. I think if, if I met someone that, that I'm mentioning here, I, I probably would remember it a lot better. But I do like, you know, to have, you know, the reminders, I guess. So, hey, we're running. Let me, let me, I got two more. These should be quicker. Go ahead. The second one is I would love to have a dinner with any of the living presidents, except with the exception of one. I'm not going to mention that one because I don't want to call a shit storm. Um, with the exception of one, I would love to have, and it doesn't matter, Democrat, Republican, um, because really of my lifetime, well, that are alive now. Um, there's Democrats and Republicans alive that were president. I think. Um, I think it would just be such a cool experience because, I mean, obviously they reached the, the highest office in the world and just to kind of just, I mean, talk about them, about, talk with them about so many different things. I think it would be the coolest thing. Yeah, I totally 100% agree there. I mean, think about the weight on those shoulders. Yeah, the pressure. And people mentioned, uh, people mentioned George Washington and Lincoln and all that. Yeah, I mean, it'd be cool with those guys. I just, I, I mean, even, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just think it would be really cool. I mean, I think it would be the reason why I brought up the ones that are living now is because one, they're living, but then also they were around, you know, I can think about different times of what they dealt with and I can bring up those for conversations. Yeah. I mean, obviously with George Washington, my, you know, I can ask him about the Revolutionary War, I guess. But beyond that, I don't want to be in the room where it happened. What's the line? What's that from? I don't know. Have you never seen Hamilton? Dude, get on Disney Plus and watch <laughs> Hamilton the play. I do not watch Disney Plus. All right, my last, my, my number one. And I've actually had dinner with this person. Buck Sanders. <laughs> hey, hey, it is Mike some drop. great Mike, conversation. Mike drop. Yeah, we go, we're going to wrap the show there. because Yeah, we need your top you. five. I, I told you, you started messing my stuff up. I'd want to be, you know. Well, Lincoln. that's the thing. Once you started thinking about that's why I did the categories, because once you start thinking about it, I also had Amelia Earhart on one of my, my initial lists. Yeah, I don't know if I'd think that, but like Gandhi. I would just ask her where it happened. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, I wonder what did happen. Isn't there a new documentary it, out about that? Well, there was no um the that's, other maybe it was last week. Somebody thinks they found where plane. the plane probably is. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I would say I would agree with you on the presidents. Um you know, I've met several, um, but nothing more than a handshake line or an autograph or whatever. But to be able to pick their brain about like dealing with this place that yeah. we live in. And then the, the founding fathers would be interested. Morgan Freeman, actors like that. Just, uh, I mean,
me. Just to sit there and talk to people like that would be fascinating to see what they've gone through. Anyway, I have to think about it now because you sort of <laughs> jogged me up. You know I'm terrible at that. I'd, I'd say That's Don you Callahan. Make a list. Well, you told me, what was it? Was it yesterday or the day before? It was no, a long you told time me ago. Yeah. I've been sick, man. I've been sick. So I I usually kind of, if, if it's a good one like this one, I try to jot it down and I was like, man, I have so many. So yeah, I got to kind of think it through. And I like to try to put mine in order. Yeah. And of course, I, Buck, Buck Sanders is number one. I will get you the list. Number one sure. in my heart. Uh, I will get you the list. I will, <laughs> I will post my list. Um, but like somebody said, getting it down from five o'clock, uh, down to five is troublesome. Anyway, yeah. shout out to the folks that joined us today. Shout out to Johnny T-Shirt, johnnytshirt.com. And congruity and Yancey, HR. Yancey Collins. And, and Yancey Collins. And, and look, congruity hr.com front slash tar heels get your free assessment for your small and mid-sized business they'll set you up with the best they can do they've done it for themselves they can do it for you don callahan i'm tommy ashley it's been the dish peace everybody okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.